Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. In the beginning of this show, I told you about this mission I am on. Over the course of 19 chapters, I wanted to tell you stories from my life, the lessons I have learned through swimming and falling and flying. I also wanted to bring you stories from other people in other places in the world. Stories to help us remember the sweetness of life, everyday acts of kindness, and the differences we can make in the world around us. Together we have met wizards in New Zealand, caught ducklings in Washington, traveled across the world on bicycle, and I have taken you through my hometown, Shimla. Today, I want to do something different. Instead of bringing two stories together, I want to tell you about the many people connected by a single story, my father's. So today is about my dad and how through trains, newspapers and the mall road his light reached every corner of our little town. Welcome to Anupam Cares, Chapter 20, Live Life. My father Pushkarnath Kher was full of kindness. He always said, the easiest thing in the world is to make somebody else happy. And he practiced it in ways big and small. When my father would go out to buy groceries, if he met somebody on the way home and they said, Pushkarnath ji, what is in your head? Pushkarnath ji, what are you carrying? He would say, oh, I'm carrying eggs. Or whatever it was that day. And then he would suddenly realize, maybe this man also needs eggs. So he would take out four or five eggs and give them to him. This was how my father bought groceries. He sometimes came home empty-handed and was greeted by a very heavy hand from my mother. 
They used to have major arguments about it. My mother would say, what the hell is wrong with you? You're basically taking those things from our home and my father would say he needed it also, so I gave it to him. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? But... Of course, sometimes this generosity got him in trouble. One day, my father bought two lipsticks for my mother. And when he was heading back home, he ran into a local woman, Mrs. Malhotra. And when she asked what he was carrying, he ended up giving her one of the lipsticks. Thank you, it was the biggest mistake of his life. That was the day my mother really gave it to him. She said, how dare you give lipstick to somebody? And he would say, what will you do with two lipsticks? And that's how it always went. Even today, my mother says that he was too charitable. And it's a complaint. But he would say, What do I need to save money for? Let's give it to people. Nobody takes money for himself or herself up there. <laughs> my father did funny little things too. Once he stole my phone and raided my directory, he copied down every actor's number and soon he began to call them up. Anji? Hello, Anil Kapoor. <laughs> I'm Pushkarnath. Huh? Pushkarnath Kher. I'm Anupam's father. <laughs> yes, yes. How are you? Everybody fine? Family fine? Father fine? Mother fine? Wife fine? Kids fine? Over time, he befriended so many famous actors. Jackie Shroff, Dharminder. And like me, my father wouldn't mind the spotlight. He would get into every picture he could. He would even take pictures with my fans on his phone. Then he would take down the fan's phone number and send them the photos. He was a funny man and he had a big heart. So now that you know a little about him, I'm going to start this story at the end and tell you about my last moments with my father. In 2012, my father got very sick. He was taking antibiotics and he had a rare reaction. The antibiotics changed his ability to taste. So water became like acid and food became like sand. Over the course of a few months, my father began to starve. We took him to the hospital and did everything we could. The doctor gave him food through tubes and infused him with vitamins. But this condition only worsened. Eventually, the doctor said, there's nothing more we can do. Of course, this broke my heart. But my mother, my brother Raju and I knew we had to be brave for my father. So we took him home and made him as comfortable as we could. Some time passed and I was invited to a wedding in Goa. I was hesitant to go too far from home. My dad didn't seem to be getting better, but he also didn't seem to be getting any worse. So I decided to go. But as I was preparing to leave, my brother called. He said, he wants to talk to you. I cancelled my trip. When I got home, Raju was standing outside of my father's room. He said, he wants to say something. And he's insisting that he will only tell you. I took a deep breath and entered. By the time he had very little energy left, it was too hard for him to speak. 
but I saw there was a blank piece of paper and a pen on his chest. I went to his side and said, Papa, I'm here. You wanted to tell me something? With great difficulty, he nodded his head. Then he started writing something. He even hid the paper from me. So that I couldn't see what he was writing, it was hard for me to watch. His movements were slow and labored. But every so often he would look up with an expression that seemed to say, Don't you peek, no cheating, which made me smile. Though he was weak, his spirit was strong as ever. When he finished writing, he let the note fall to his chest. I slowly reached for the paper. I wasn't sure if I was ready to read what he had to tell me. But when I turned the note over, I saw there were only faint lines dragged across the paper. No words. I looked at my father, who was staring at me expectantly. In his mind, he thought he had written me a message, but in reality, he didn't have the energy to actually form letters on the page. I didn't know what to do. My father was clearly waiting for an answer. I had no idea what he had written. The last thing I wanted to do was to make him feel defeated. So I said, yes, yes. <laughs> of course, Papa, you're right. You're, you're right, of course. <laughs> My father's face fell. He was disappointed. My mind raced trying to figure out how else could I respond to this mystery message. But our interaction had exhausted my father. He closed his eyes and drifted off to sleep. As he slept, I turned the paper upside down and sideways trying to understand. I left his room consumed by curiosity and then guilt. I worried that I had missed my only chance to hear my father's last words. At various moments in my life, my father had caught me in a lie, and each time he had taught me the importance of honesty. I was going to prove to him that I had listened. Later, I went back to my father's room and waited for him to wake up. When he opened his eyes, I said quickly, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Papa, I couldn't read what you wrote to me. But I, I want to understand, what, 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 what did you want to tell me? My father opened his mouth and I leaned in very close. And with all of his strength, he whispered two words. Live life. Those were his last two words to me. Twenty minutes later, my father passed away. At that time, all I wanted was to be alone and let his words sink in. But there was no time. We needed to plan the funeral. Raju and I wanted to spare my mother this burden, so we decided to sort the details ourselves. A traditional Hindu funeral is supposed to be very, very solemn. All the guests dress in white. We sing somber hymns. That's what Raju and I had intended to do. We sat down to plan the ceremony. 
as we did, I couldn't get my father's words out of my head. Live life. Live life. Live life. Suddenly I blurted out, I think we should book a rock band. Rock band? Raju looked at me like I had lost my senses. I repeated myself, I think we should call a rock band who will sing our father's favorite songs. And let's tell people to wear colorful clothes. What are you talking about? Raju asked, confused. Think of who our father was. We should not mourn his loss. We should celebrate his life. So we called everyone and said, In four days, we are going to have a prayer ceremony. Please come, and when you come, please wear your most colorful clothes and bring your funniest stories of my father. We want to honor his memory with joy and laughter. The day of the ceremony, I began to second-guess myself. Did I make a mistake? What if the concept was too strange? What if no one shows up? I was getting nervous. To take my mind off the service, I decided to pick up a copy of my dad's favorite Shimla newspaper, the Divya Himachal. This newspaper was local. I mean, really local. To put it into US terms, if Divya Himachal was in New York, it would be printed in Queens and be called the Queens Necklace and only cover news from a three-block radius. Divya Himachal was something like that. But my father was obsessed with this newspaper and he and I used to bicker about its importance. I would tell him about a fantastic review of one of my films and my father would say, Divya Himachal, what does Divya Himachal have to say about it? I would invite him to a premiere of a movie I had starred in and he would say, I will see the film after the Divya Himachal review is published. I could have been written up in Time magazine, but my father would say, Talk to me when you are in Divya Himachal. There was one time when I was talking to my father and I told him that I felt like I had entered a golden period in my career, but to this my father said, I don't know, Bittu. I have not seen anything about you in Divya Himachal lately. Can you believe it? So I told him, fine, I want to talk to the editor of Divya Himachal and settle this once for all. So the next day, my father called me from Divya Himachal editor's office. The editor, who was probably only a part-time editor and a full-time street sweeper, practically fell off his chair when I answered the phone. I told him, so listen here, Mr. Editor, if you don't carry one story about me each week for the rest of your life, I am going to have to buy your newspaper and write the stories myself. So from that day on, it became my manager's job to send the editor some material on me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the rubbish it used to carry. Today, Anupam Kher smiled. This weekend, Anupam Kher took a walk. But when I opened Divya Himachal on the day of my father's prayer ceremony, an obituary for my father was on the front page. The article began, We will not see Pushkarnath on the streets of Mall Road now. The obituary carried on for three pages. In that moment, I was overwhelmed with emotion. I knew that there were plenty of people like this editor who had crossed paths with my father and had some memory, something they needed to say about him. And by sharing these stories, we would truly be honoring his life. At that moment, I knew that even if no one came to this strange service, it was the right thing to do. But everyone came. We held the service in the Hare Rama Hare Krishna temple. 
It was an auditorium that could hold a couple hundred people, but on the day, more than 600 people packed in for the service. Relatives, neighbors, local vendors, directors, film stars, the ex-chief minister of Kashmir. Every chair was full and people were even spilling into the aisles and sitting on the stairs. When the service began, I got up in front of all these people moaning and I told the funniest stories I could think of. I told them about the bread seller. I told them about the pineapple pastries. I told them about two lipsticks. This was not done at Indian prayer ceremonies. And I went on and on and everyone laughed. And they laughed hard. People were falling from their seats. And after me, more people got on stage. My wife told hilarious stories. Then my first director, Mahesh Bhatt, got on stage and made me laugh until tears rolled down my face. Another thing which is common with Pushkar Nagi and me is we never hesitated to put our hands into Anupam Khed's wallet. In fact, I would often go to Pushkar Nagi and say, I said, I'm not going to and then there was the band. When I first suggested booking the rock band, Raju had looked at me funnily. And yes, we did get a rock band. They weren't playing Led Zeppelin though. I had asked them to play all of my father's favorite Bollywood songs. But instead of playing the tune slowly and mournfully, I asked the band to play them fast. That was a celebration. So we laughed and we danced and we sang and I knew my father would have loved it. After the service, crowds of people came up to me to talk about my dad. A stranger came up to me and said, Do you remember getting a call at 2.30 a.m. in the morning from your father on a train asking you to speak to a passenger? Yes, I said slowly. That was me, the man said excitedly. Your father entered the coach compartment and announced, Everyone, do you know whose father I am? Anupam Kher. I must admit, I laughed at your father. He heard me laughing and said, You don't believe me? Then I'll prove it to you. Then he called you at 2.30 in the morning and he called you something I don't remember. Bittu, I answered. Yes, Bittu, your father said. Bittu, talk to this man. He doesn't believe that I'm your father. So you got on the line. Hello. But I didn't recognize your voice probably because you were so sleepy. So I said, okay, Anupamji. Hello. How do I know you are really Anupam Kher? Give me some famous dialogue from one of your films. And then in the middle of the night, you gave me a monologue. Rana Vishwapratap Singh. Dr. Dang creates war. Yes, yes, you are Anupam Kher. Hello, hello. Namaste, namaste. And at this, the stranger and I started quoting lines to each other like long-lost co-stars, giggling the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dil ka dialogue is not here. And dialogue is not here. Are Kashi Ram, Kashi Ram. Then the Shimla mailman came up and said, Hey Anupamji, remember how your dad would send you letters addressed to Anupam Kher, the film star, Bombay? I think he did that just so I could get a laugh. Then one person told me that my father had been sending him 500 rupees a month for the last 10 years. 
and then another person came up to me and told me the same thing and then another and then another until at least 20 people told me the same story of my father's quiet generosity i had been sending money home to my father for about the same amount of time and now i knew where the money was really going by the end of the day there was a long line of people waiting to talk to me about my father but instead of a queue i saw the streets of shimla in every face i saw a house or a shop or a school some part of the city that my father had reached and so laid out before me i saw the whole map of my home but most notably my mother approached me my mother and father had been married for 59 years she lost not only her husband but her lifelong companion her best friend i was most worried for her but throughout the whole service she was cracking up she roared with laughter from my stories after the ceremony she said to me and raju thank you for celebrating your father's life like this i did not know i was married to such a great man bhagwan thavnar khush the hamesha may god bless you i say this often when i speak about my dad i think many people in my line of work would overlook my father's story no one in the industry is racing to make a film about his life he wasn't rich or famous but he was extraordinary and as i looked around an auditorium that was buzzing with love for him i knew it was because he had followed his own advice the same advice he passed down to me and the same advice i am passing down to you live life That's all for this season. I'm Anupam Kher. Be kind to yourself and thank you for listening. Anupam Kher is a production of iHeart Radio. I'm your host Anupam Kher. Our executive producer is Mangesh Hatikudur. Senior producer Julian Weller, associate producer Morgan Lavoy, sound design and mixing by Julian Weller and Dan Bauza, music by Aaron Kaufman, production support from Emily Marinoff and Mary Dew, writing by Lucas Riley, Matt Riddle, Morgan Lavoy and Julian Weller. Lucas Riley and Matt Riddle are our story editors. Thanks to Sikin Paru, Herman De Souza, Godwin Amana, CDM Studios, Connell Burn and Bob Pittman. Live. Live dangerously, live fiercely, live completely and a sense of wonder which is something that every human being loses. It's so important to retain that.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.